Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk Weber, here with... Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And... Richard Little Medina. Nice. And what's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing well. It's been a pretty good day got done at work early as you know you were at the same place i was mm-hmm. although you had to stay much later it seemed like i had to do weird tasks but yeah. yeah yeah you had to be a whipping boy i get it i get it with great power comes great responsibility so on and so forth yeah something like that okay coolio so um today we are going to be talking about the play in group stage Ooh. And the play in knockout stage. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coolio. So let's head on over. Woo! Whoop, there. <laughs> so. Over. Whoop, there. <laughs> Alright, so as you know, uh, the play in group stage was a double round robin. Uh, the top two teams of each team, there was, I'm sorry, top two teams of each group uh, move on to a knockout stage. The winner of that goes into the last four slots of the world championship. Coolio. So it started September 27th. I'm sorry, September 22nd and ended September 25th. It went day one and two was groups A and B. Day three and day four were groups C and D. Um, And they went every other game. Every game was... uh, it alternated back and forth between A and B. So, uh, just a little refresher. For Group A, you have Team WE, Team Lion Gaming, and Team Gambit Esports. For Group B, you have Cloud9, you have Team 1, and you have Direwolves. Then in Group C, you have uh, Fnatic, Young Generation, and Chaos Latin Gamers. And in Group D, you have Hong Kong Attitude, Rampage, and uh, 1907 Fenderbahce. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's just go through Group A. Do you have anything you want to say at this point, or do you want me to? Uh, ju- just uh, you you know what? Uh, yeah. It's just saying, you know what I'm saying, I'm saying. Uh, there we go. Um, I would just like to say that I was very pleased and surprised that Cloud9 did so oh. well in Group B, but oh. that's all I got. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, we're talking about Group A. Yeah, I know. Group, okay. a, I, group a was more or less like I saw it coming. Yeah, actually... Right. Um, yeah, a lot of people wanted Gambit to win, um, but they did not look very well. Um, so what happened was uh, Team WE went 4-0 in this group, but they weren't... Oh, hi there. <laughs> but they weren't the uh, dominant force that they usually are. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's expecting them to be... If they're considered to be fourth best at Worlds, they severely underperformed. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first game here, uh, WE versus Lion Gaming. Lion Gaming took it to them, but every time that um, 
Lion Gaming would get a kill, WE would get an objective, and it turned out, you know, by the end of it, uh, it was basically based off of that. So, no matter how many kills Lion Gaming got, WE was still, like, either in the lead or just below the lead in gold mm-hmm. because they had better uh, macro sense and they understood, like, objective control, wave management, and Lion Gaming just barely missed out on it. Um, so, uh, for me, WE severely underperformed, but he still went 4-0 in the group. Pretty good. I think that's what a region should do if they're from a major region like WE is. Yeah. Uh, but Lion Gaming was, <clears throat> was, uh, very fun to watch. Uh, their AD carry, White Lotus, I believe his name is, is a mm-hmm. fucking beast. Um, so I thought they did really well. I was as, as soon as day one was over, I was like, holy shit. I hope Lion Gaming goes to, uh, gets out and goes, plays that world. So, <laughs> yeah. But it was not meant to be. But not yet. <clears throat> and then, uh, Gambit Esports, uh, I love seeing Diamond Procs back, but, um, yeah, nothing good from this. Nothing good at all from this uh, this team. So yeah, it's, I. It was more or less like it, it. This was going to happen. So saw it coming, but you know, no point in saying I told you so. But I told you so. You know. Uh, let's move on to Group B. I know you have many words to say about the performance of your boys, but what do you have to say about these other two teams in Group <laughs> B? All right, well, real quick, I, we didn't mention it. Uh, group A, W went 4-0. Uh, Lion mm-hmm. Gaming came in second, 2-2, two and two, and then Gambit went came in last in 0-4. Uh, and four. Now, Group B, my boys, Cloud9, the motherfucking Cloud9 boys, back at form, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, they went 4-0 as well. They destroyed, and when I say destroyed, I mean they motherfucking dismantled all these teams. And holy shit, was it good to watch. Uh, the very first game, they came out swinging. <clears throat> Basically, uh, Cloud9 played Team 1 Esports. The very first game, you see both of these on the rip together. Jensen and Contracts tried to man the mid lane. Uh, Jensen was playing LeBlanc, uh, the mid lane uh, bru- bruiser. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Anyway, he went Lucian. Uh, he first picked Lucian, and then Jensen countered with LeBlanc. They tried to kill him. They didn't, it didn't work. Jensen flashed to try to get the kill, even though it was obvious he wasn't going to get it. So I was like, oh, shit, like, Jensen just fucked up. So the Lucian recalls and LeBlanc recalls, but he Jensen has TP. TP's back to lane and now had wave control and legitimately... Oh, hey there. Sorry, go ahead. I love that song. Uh, <laughs> it's my ringtone. Nice. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Jensen TP's back to lane and completely. Uh, what am I trying to say? Completely destroys um, Lucian by not letting him CS at all. Like, zoned him out away from his own wave. And Jensen legitimately froze the, the lane. Where, if a if it, an, uh, a minion was about to die, he would literally be the very very last auto attack to hit it, 
mm-hmm. lot of people don't understand that. Uh, they think that if you kill the minion, um, then that's fine. But really, it's all about the timing of it. If it dies too early, then your your wave will push. But if you hit it at that last point when it was going to die anyway, but it you just died to you, that's that's how you're supposed to freeze it. And he did. He was like, uh, he was almost about a hundred CS above his mid laner, and they just rumple stomped him. Yeah, really good coming out from Cloud Nine. Um, team one was uh, kind of a technically a wild card. It's not a pun. It's just uh, because they went from challenger. <laughs> They went from challenger to the pro scene. Then they went. They came in first in the pro scene at their championship, and now they went to uh, like the world's playing stage. So they're all in the course of this year too. Yeah, within the course of four months, actually, so yeah. it wasn't even a full year. So um, pretty pretty interesting for them. Uh, they were a pretty fun team to watch too. Um, pretty interesting picks. Uh, another thing, I you know I have to rant on my boys. Uh, the second the second game. Cloud9 plays, uh, picks Galio and Sejuani. Yeah. I'm sorry. They play Galio, not Sejuani. Yeah. And Nidalee. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. Like, Galio's going to go top with Impact. We've seen Impact on Galio countless times. Nope. Go ahead and pick the J4 for Impact, and Galio's going mid. The first yeah. time Jensen has ever pulled out Galio mid, and he looked phenomenal on it. He was probably holding it back. He want, didn't want to, like, waste it's, it. But it's I'm definitely not he... his champion, though. But, yeah. uh, but I mean, you had to carry... So, it, they swap roles. Him and Contract swap roles. Contracts went fucking off this game. He went nidalee, and he was spearing people all day long. It was so good to see. And... Um, yeah, and uh, Jensen's Galia was super good. Uh, Sneaky got Zaya both the first and second game and was just popping off. Um, team looked so dominant. It was like, I was so excited. Um, so looking pretty good from uh, my boys Cloud9. We'll talk about their last game in a second. The next team I want to talk about is the Direwolves. This is the Australian team. And yeah. um, they talked a lot of... S- smack i guess you would say via twitter so it started off with cloud nine where uh cloud nine jensen when they saw their group draw they were like (laughs) jensen was like i just watched the group draw and i still have no idea who we're playing against (laughs) and he yeah some flame or whatever but then the top laner for i think chappy chippy i don't know from the dire wolves tweets at impact something along the lines of can't wait to smash you or something like that. Can't wait to smash you in lane. I'm going to be your rival. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what it was. And then <laughs> and Impact is like, oh, that's cool. Who is this? Who are you? <laughs> like, the disrespect. Uh, yeah, like, it's so funny. Um, basically, uh, Cloud9 destroyed Direwolves in every sense of the word the first time around. Looking pretty good. And then you have Direwolves and Team 1 fighting each other where it went back and forth. Uh, which we'll see in in a second. So the way this group ended up, Cloud9 went four and zero. The next team went uh, was Team One went two and three, and Direwolves went one and four. And if you're wondering why the Direwolves and Team One have five games and Cloud9 has one game, it's because they had a tiebreak match where Team One wins it. 
Yeah. Um, Direwolves going one and four, super upsetting. They they actually could have got two wins under their belt. Uh, mm-hmm. So the last game that Cloud9 played was against the Direwolves. And the Direwolves figured out how to play against Cloud9, which a lot of people should be scared about, and so should Cloud9. All they did was <laughs> camp bottom lane for the first 10, 15 minutes and got yeah. sneaky down 03 in lane, 04 in lane. Granted, he was on his Callista. I personally like his Callista, but it seems like they always lose when he has it. So um, they, they at least lose in lane, but he usually has to ramp up when he's playing Callista. Yeah, and that, that's actually what happened. Um, so Cloud9 was getting so far uh, behind, and then Jensen playing Syndra just basically kept, because he kept his own. And since the team plays so well together, it turned out that they were able to basically fight this one back. Cloud9 ended up winning, turning it around, showing how a true North American team plays. And that's how they got first. Then they played against up, Dyro's played up against Team 1. And then Team 1 defeat them because they, they're they starting to ramp up. And so Dyro's uh, had to go to a um, tiebreaker. tiebreaker match and where they lost again. So really... Really bad to see for the Direwolves. Uh, for as much shit talking as they did, they definitely did not step up. So, um, cool beans. They got uh, an extra match and everything. And uh, uh, do you have anything else to say about these these three teams? Uh, I was just I was stoked when when you came into work and you were like, "Dude, Cloud Nine swept them." I was like, "Oh, oh yes, we're gonna have a third in a team. This is gonna be great." Alright. Is mm-hmm. I that that's all I had. Like I was just like, oh, they beat they beat groups, uh, they greet they beat group B. They should be able to uh beat the knockout stage and then make it. So I was just really happy about that. Yeah, definitely good. Definitely good to see um the, all the stars were aligning, if you would. All the all the stars <laughs> aligned. <laughs> Uh, cool beans. So we'll go into the uh, next group, Group C. This was Fnatic, Young Generation, and Chaos Lion Gamers. Uh, Fnatic came out swinging. Fnatic looking really, really shaky, I would say. Um, they went 3-1 and one in this group. Not very good from them. Uh, just their play in general was super weird. Uh, mm-hmm. well, we can touch on this in a little bit, but a lot of, a lot of these top I would call them top tier teams at this tournament. The WEs, Cloud9, Fnatic, they all hated the fact that they were in this position and it showed in like their responses and their play. And Fnatic saying, hey, you know, these are a bunch of scrub teams. We don't have to fucking, you know, try as hard or practice as. I don't know what it was, but they did not look very good at all. Caps looked more like a hindrance than an actual like than um, baby faker and baby faker yeah the memes <laughs> um so the way this group ended up fanatic came in first they went three and one uh young generation came in second uh going two and two and then the chaos Lion gamers went one and three um a bunch of shit shows uh definitely don't watch these if you are looking for great league of legends um, yeah. on this patch so um, I don't really have anything to say Young Generation looked uh, pretty strong uh, like that they could definitely take uh, 
they can definitely take games off of a top tier team. Yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting. But do you have anything to say? Yeah. That we're it, so what my son I'll interpret it, interpret for you. Oh, what he was okay. saying was Fnatic getting the first spot in Group C wasn't them showing their skill. It was actually just displaying the uh, the incompetence of the other teams that they're up against. More or less, yeah. I mean, I don't well, want to take away yeah. from Fnatic, obviously, but... I'll take yeah. away from them all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, pretty much. Yeah. So, Coolio. And then we'll go to Group D. This was Hong Kong Attitude, Rampage, and 1907 Fenderbahce. I love it that they have a year in their name. Yeah, right. I, like, I love that for some reason. Like, they're 1907 Fenerbahce. I, like, I want to pull out a history book and be like, what happened in 1907? What is this? I believe that's what this <laughs> foundation came together. It's so, I think it's a really big uh, football organiz- organization. Oh, it's a dope name is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in this one, actually, this is where the upset happened. Hong Kong Attitude was technically uh supposedly gonna should be the first seed in this but was not ended up being 1907 fender bache going four and one hong kong attitude going three and two and then rampage going oh and four as they always do because i don't know what it is about japan but they do not play well (laughs) they don't play well at all so um the upset here is that Fenerbahce took first over Hong Kong Attitude. It came to a point where uh, they had to play a tiebreaker, and Fenerbahce won, and Hong Kong Attitude lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fenerbahce looking super strong, uh, especially for a wildcard team. Um, I don't honestly know exactly where they're from. I can find out real quick. Um, but definitely looking good for them in general. Hong Kong attitude looking like a, you know, if they were slotted as a first to get out, then obviously they're still kind of strong enough to go against a tier one. So that was a little, a little interesting. Sorry for the clicking noises. My son is blowing me kisses. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, um oh this is the turkish team right yeah 1907 Fenerbahce um I think so anyway I I believe that they they went instead of uh super massive yeah cool okay coolio so um so by the end of the playing groups your teams were as such um you had team a was um we then you had um sorry lion gaming then group b you had cloud nine and team one group c you had fanatic and young generation then group d you had um 1907 fenderbachi and hong kong attitude and then they reseeded or played other teams it was always a first seed versus a second seed so the way that one worked out was uh the first match was cloud nine versus lion gaming really really sad to see because i really liked lion gaming but then i was like i gotta root against you guys 
<laughs> but but tell me tell me you aren't gonna like keep watching out for that white lotus now. Yeah, uh, keep yeah keep up with the white lotus, aren't you? You follow the white lotus wherever he goes. Sneaky not. who? No, no, no! Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! Just just maybe sneaky will retire and white lotus will come to cloud nine. I hope not, dude. I hope not. <laughs> don't don't ever retire, sneaky. I love you too much. Uh, so I went uh, Cloud9 vs. Lion Gaming, Fnatic vs. Uh, Hong Kong Attitude, 1907 Fender Bache vs. Team 1, and WE vs. Young Generation. Now, we can go into these in depth. The only one I, I really, really, really watched was the Cloud9 game, which I'll give you in-depth information about that one. But all of these were 3-1s. I'm sorry, all of these were 3-0s, and one was a 3-1. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's what we got to say about that. So, um, yeah. well, I, we'll touch on... Let, uh, let's, let's go with the first one. Let's go with Cloud9 and Lion Gaming and see what happened there. And then we'll we'll consider the other ones. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. So, yeah. uh, well, I, there's not really much to say about this game. So, the heavy hitters here, obviously for Lion Gaming, was their mid laner. Uh, I don't know how you say it. It's Sia. Uh, See, see ya? Yeah. See ya? It, it is. It is. I think it's Gia. Gia? Is that how? Is it, is it with an X? No, it's with an S. Oh, yeah. See ya. It, it is Sia. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, basically, the first game, um, Cloud9 pretty much just stomped them. Uh, 10, 10 to 2 kills. Uh, 47,000 gold up by uh, 30. I'm sorry. 47,000 <laughs> gold to 37. They had a 10k gold lead, and Jensen and Sneaky both ended with a perfect game. Oh, and and uh, smoothie and smoothie. Yeah, uh, for game so one, contracts was the only two kills that went over, or impact was impact. the only two kills that went over. Yep, and that's not really much you can do when you got uh, uh, a Camille and a Sejuani jumping on top of you. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they played this first game so well. Looks so clean. Everything about it was like amazing. Every time, uh, every time Sneaky was in the front and they tried to like uh, kill him, uh, Smoothie would just lantern him, bring Sneaky to safety. Every time uh, Smoothie, as Thresh was out there, uh, all he did was ulti him back. Such a crazy, crazy safe laning phase between yeah. the two of them uh really good the, to see. i love i love the uh um fresh callista lane because it's such the synergy between those characters reminds me almost of the synergy between like rakan and Zaya. like almost, it's almost yeah. that good mm-hmm. so yes sir cool then we go to the uh fucking clown fiesta that was the second game Oh my god, uh, I had to be up super early the next morning. This one was going on at uh, like 10.30, 11 at night. And I was like, I gotta stay up. I gotta stay up. So, this one, uh, Cloud9 wins. They lost in the kills. It was 15 to 12. Um, they <laughs> 103,000 gold. To 116. To Cloud9, yeah. This is nonsense. What the hell? Yeah, this was a long game. This was the longest game of uh, 2017. And Smoothie hadn't even finished out his sixth item. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're support. That's crazy, dude. 
Uh, so basically, what happened was Cloud Nine got lackadaisical, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, necessarily the entire Cloud Nine team. It was Contracts and Cho'Gath. Uh, sorry, Contracts and Impact. Impact being on Cho'Gath, Contracts on Sejuani. So the <laughs> Contracts and Impact go up top, or Contracts goes up top to help Impact. They try to get a kill on the Maokai. It look they get his flash. He flashes under his own tower. Then Impact proceeds to flash with him and try to kill him, even though obviously there's nothing left for him to do. And he dies first blood to the tower, just like a what the fuck moment. Yeah, contracts getting caught out like time and time again. Uh, basically the uh, the northwest bush from mid lane to Baron. That, that bush on uh, the hugs mid lane or that's yeah. parallel with mid lane mm-hmm. is uh, basically got a control ward in it and every single time uh, Cloud9 member walked by it they would they would have a giant fight and in the early game a Cloud9 member would die first it was Jensen then it was Contracts but it was just like why the fuck you guys keep going there like don't walk by this bush you know you're gonna die like it was just crazy um, the true story of this game was Sneaky. Sneaky popped the fuck off. His damage was, uh, crazy. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here, let me, let me. So Sneaky dealt. 80.6 thousand damage. Yeah. Uh, but shit. that being said, um, Barris on the opposite team. Did eighty four thousand damage. Mm-hmm. So White Lotus was putting in work. Also, but yes, he was. was. But if you if you look at if you look at it, so so White Lotus put out eighty four, then the mid laner put out fifty one, and then the top laner will put out thirty two. Where you mm-hmm. contrast that with um, Cloud Nine, where Sneaky as Zaya put out eighty point six, the next lowest or the next highest, I guess you would say. Is, is Jensen, Jensen at forty three thousand? Yeah, and then you have Cho'Gath at nineteen point seven. Like, uh, like it, the, the damage, the all the damage was essentially coming out of Sneaky. Basically, yeah. So, um, and and honestly, White Lotus played this game absolutely fantastic. He only died twice. The very first time that he did die, it was because Jensen uh, hashtag mechanics flashed with Syndra and pressed his ulti. And he mm-hmm. died. He almost lived through it. Um, and then he died. And it was like, oh, shit. Um, in this game, uh, Cloud9 took uh, the Rift Herald. And then they took three dragons and three barons. <laughs> three fucking barons. It went long, dude. And then also, <laughs> also uh, Lion Gaming took one baron and three drakes themselves. Uh, just a, a clusterfuck. Um, if if Lion Gaming was better, they would have ended this game a lot sooner than Cloud9 did. But because they couldn't, Cloud9 was able to hang in. And we all know Cloud9 to be this super good uh, late game team fighting team. And that's what happened. It was the front lines versus the front lines. And it just so happens that Cloud9 was able to cut through their front line better than uh, Lion Gaming. Sad yeah. to see them uh, lose like that, but super, super good game. I guess if you're not if you're not a diehard Cloud Nine fan like I am, 
every time they walk by that bush, I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Uh, this was like, this is a really, this is a really good game to watch. Uh, almost gave me a heart attack. And then I was talking to Jared after this game happened because you know it was crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I basically was like, you know what? Cloud Nine came out. They smashed Game One. They came into a very long, very long, drawn out Game Two, and. If you think about it, like, the other regions, they don't ever do this, right? They don't ever mm-hmm. do a best of, <clears throat> excuse me, a best of with that high caliber play at, for very long. Yeah. You would think. So, I was like, I was like, Lion Gaming's defeated. Like, this is it. Like, then this next game, Cloud9 is going to come out swinging, and Lion Gaming's not going to have anything to say about it. And that's exactly <laughs> what fucking happened. Uh Sneaky going with his Twitch pick on this one and Jensen on his Oriana. Uh, mm-hmm. Contracts getting the uh, Sejuani again. Kind of scary in champ select, but still good. And then you got the smoothie on uh, Janna going 0-12. Oh, 0-12, oh, oh sorry. Um, just looking just looking so fucking good. Um, Lion Gaming kind of like trolled themselves because the support wasn't picked yet and they picked a uh, Zach jungler. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of interesting because Zach and Sejuani suffer from the same thing. Or, I'm sorry, Zach and Shivana suffer from the same thing where Janna literally negates everything they want to do. Um, mm-hmm. So, very interesting that they would go with that. Obviously, uh, Smoothie picking up the Janna and um, the Zach could not do anything. Um, basically, Sneaky, Sneaky just fucking popped off. All he did, he died once and just fucking going stealth, killing bitches, and yeah, uh, super good game to see. This one only ended in 27 minutes instead of the <laughs> one hour and I, almost two minutes. I have to say, I really like. I really enjoy sneaky on Twitch. Yeah, he doesn't it, do it very so often. So suiting. It is so suiting. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, <clears throat> cool. That was my little rant and rave. Cloud9 end up going 3-0, and uh, mm-hmm. beating Lion Gaming. Uh, but Lion has nothing to be ashamed about. They fucking, they came out swinging. Uh, they looked really good. There will definitely be someone to look out for next year. I mean, if we, they, if but they we say that together. every, they, we say that every year. That's a true statement. <laughs> yeah. Lion, this is, with this it. is Lion Gaming's ninth, uh, title. And uh, they're the most dominant team um, from that region, obviously. Actually, probably almost any region. I believe nine is the most any other region has, because like TSM only has a couple compared to them. So, yeah. Coolio, yeah, going to the very next one. These ones I have very little to talk about. It was Fnatic versus <laughs> Hong Kong attitude. Uh, Fnatic going three and zero in this one as well. Uh, I watched a couple of. Uh, bits and pieces of this one i tried to watch it and then it it literally became like just fanatic kicking the shit out of hong kong attitude and so i just gave up yeah it's i i don't i don't know what happened um but fanatic not looking back to form but better than the hong kong attitude um so they ended up going uh 3-0 in this one as well uh so cloud nine and fanatic moving forward then uh, the second day of this was going to be 1907 Fender versus Team One Esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, Fender coming out strong uh, as always. 
Uh, Team One actually stepped up a little bit. Um, this was the one that went three and one in Fenerbahce's favor. Uh, Team One basically came in and was. Um, they lost the first game, but the second game they just kind of. Uh, they played their hearts out. Yeah, they they really did, and they were actually able to take a game. <clears throat> the third game they tried again, but Fenerbahce was just better macro and ended up taking that game. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing to note about Team One is they've been switching out their mid laners, um, especially with the yeah, Cloud they're, Nine they're, game. They're playing with more than just a five man roster. Yeah. So after after the fiasco with Cloud Nine and Team One, where the mid laner got so far behind, I think it was Bruce or whatever. Um, then it was. Um, uh, then the, the next game they played against Direwolves, they didn't look very good as well. So then they swatched out the mid laner to I think his name's like Murph. Um, anyway, Murph. Um, I don't. He played. He played like LeBlanc and stuff. I, I don't know. He, I don't know if he did any better or worse. But I don't know. I think it's a kind of a confidence thing where you switch out. I believe Murph came in game three or game four. Anyway, uh, we weren't able to do anything. Um, they almost did, but they got too cocky. Uh, too cocky. Yeah, they were diving under towers <laughs> and dying, and that's not doing good. So Yeah, no. So, uh, Fenderbachi, uh takes the next spot, and then the last one is WE versus Young Generation, where we thought... If anyone can take a game off anybody, it would be Young Generation, but they're going to get up against WE. It is a best of series, and WE crushed them. Like, crushed them completely. Um, that being said, uh, I believe it was game two. Is it game one or game two? Uh, WE come out with just, just the most shittiest comp ever. J4 <laughs> in the jungle, Galio mid, and um, J four in the jungle and Galio mid is pretty standard. Yeah, I've seen but, a lot of I've seen a lot of teams run with it at comp, but it does it is dependent on who you're up against. Right. Uh, so basically, every single highlight from this game is <laughs> J four jumping in, old like ulting, and um, you said game two, right? Uh, okay, it was game it was game one. Okay, game one. Okay, you have Condi on J four. You have Zaya on, or Gia on Galio, and then the other one was um, their support Ben was on Taric. Mm -hmm. So every time J4 jumped in, he either had a Taric ulti on top of him, or he had a Galio ulti on top of him, <laughs> and it was it was disgusting. The, yeah, they went nine and one in this game, and like, oh my god, it was. That doesn't sound like a garbage team call, man. That sounds like just okay. Think. I'm just thinking of the synergy here. Okay, so you have a you have your uh, Jarvan jumping in, trapping a team. Boom. Let me trap three members of the team. You have your mid laner on Galio. They jump on top. Boom. Knock everyone up. You have uh, a Tarik ult that you could drop on top of them, make everyone invincible, including your ADC, who in this case is a Kog'Maw. Kog'Maw is just spraying the enemy team with damage because it's Kogma, and apparently he was able to make it to three items. He was able to finish out his Renans and his Rage Blade. On top of that, you have a Rumble coming out of top lane who has one of the highest damaging ultimates. You just drop that on top of everything, 
Like that's 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 five kills right there. Uh huh. That's 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 death or five flashes. Yeah. That I I I didn't mean terrible or whatever. I meant <laughs> you disgusting. mean terrible as in like I don't want to face this team ever. Yeah, like terrifying. <laughs> like the fact that they got. Oh my god, dude! Like uh, it's so. Granted, I, I mean they probably didn't see I it coming. I like it. Did uh nine five seven? Did he he picked Rumble into uh Chogath. into Chogoth? I do like that. I like that. I like that choice. Because Chogoth does take a little bit to ramp up, and Rumble is definitely a champion who has very early power. Yeah, so. okay, so the thing I have to say is <clears throat> these are not very good teams. <laughs> uh, and you can see them in their pe- their picking bands were pretty awful, uh, most of them. And in uh-huh. this one specifically, if you look at this matchup, you have a Chogath going up against a Rumble. Mm-hmm. The Cho'gath finished his Righteous Glory first, and then he finished his Warmogs second. He's sitting on a um, a Spectral Cow, yeah. a No Magic Mantle, yeah, and Tabby Boots. When he's up against a Rumble, a Galio, and a Kog'Maw, mm-hmm. that makes absolutely no fucking sense. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Why the fuck would um, you? Wouldn't you rush an uh, an MR item? One because your laner is destroying you in uh, so, magic damage. Your Galio's doing magic damage to you, and Kogma does magic damage with his auto attacks. So I agree with you one hundred percent. He should have finished out his like one. He, he shouldn't have finished out Warmog so early. Right? That's a bad idea because you don't get the passive off of it until you hit, until you have a total of uh, 2750 maximum health. Right? Oh, did they change it? I thought it was yeah, 3000. They, they, lo- they lowered it because they lowered the health on items across the board. Mm. But on top of that, a really good first item for Cho'Gath is either you go Spirit Visage for the additional healing on your uh on your passive because you heal off of every minion that dies right or you can go with uh the uh abyssal mask and increase your magic damage and you have a mana pool and you have mana sustain and you get health and you get health sustain and yeah. 10% cooldown reduction. Well, that... Okay, so that... his So his build path in the beginning is fine. Uh, so you need you need the Righteous Glory in order not to get kited. Uh, I understand that. There's the fact, the fact that... Not get kited. The fact that... Glory. The fact that you have, <laughs> you're going up against a Rumble, who all he does is spam you with abilities. Then you go up against a Galio, who spams you with his Q ability. And then you're going up against a fucking Kogma, who hits W... It's technically a spammed ability, right? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is your adaptive helm? Like, you negate <laughs> so much of their damage when they do that shit to you. And it's not even fucking there. Like, terrible. That's what he was building next. Don't I know, it? I know, Don't but the fucking Warmogs first is so <laughs> mind-boggling dumb. Uh, so, he was trying to go for that damage, man. I'm so he fucking tilted. Damage. 
So tilted. It's ridiculous. Everyone knows if you build health on Cho'Goth, you're fine. So, anyway. Uh, so, Young Generation uh, looking bad. And W showing that they're a region that can actually do stuff. So Yeah. Um, That's a terrifying comp. That is, that is an awesome comp. Yeah. Uh, so then they go into the next round or the next game and they ended up killing them. So, so yeah. then your your teams are as such: uh, Cloud Nine, Fnatic, Fenderbahce, and Team WE. Which brings us to, to the stage for group stage of the World Championship 2017. Coolio. So, um. Let's go ahead and go off this list, and then let's go ahead and um, talk about it, huh? So now for uh, World 2017, <laughs> the official rosters are final. In Group A, you have uh, Team EDG, Edward Gaming, from China. You have SKT1 Telecom from... I'm sorry, SK Telecom T1. I fucked that up. Um, then you have AHQ. Uh, esports, mm-hmm. and then you have my boys Cloud9, and this actually is the group that they said that they wanted to be in. Um, next up, Group B, you have Longju Gaming, Immortals, Gigabyte Marines, and Fnatic. Group C, you have G2 Esports, Royal Never Give Up, Samsung Galaxy, and 1907 Fenderbahce. And then in Group D, the Group of Dreams, F- Flash Wolves, Misfits, TSM, and Team WE. So we'll go uh, we'll go group by group. We'll start with group A. How do you feel? So um, I'm just thinking how crazy would it be if Cloud9 was able to walk out of group A as the number one seed? Against SKT? Against a- SKT. They think if they were able to get out of group A as the number one seed and I mean, SKT was like number but... two. I mean, that would be dope, but I'm definitely not holding my breath. You're, like, you're like, I'm not holding. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I do like the group. I think Cloud9 have a really good chance as long as they show their dominance against Edward Gaming and AHQ. Uh, SKT is always terrifying, but as I said, like Cloud9 only needs to be top two in the group. So, and actually, in- uh, like like I was harping on, uh, like going into uh, the playing stage, it's. A best of one. The round robin is a best of one, which fucks up a lot of teams, actually, like TSM and Fnatic. They do not do well in best of ones. I'm sorry, uh, G2 <laughs> is the one I meant yeah. to say. Um, cool. So my thoughts are, I think AHQ is super weak right now. And I think EDG aren't as strong as they have been in the past. I feel like... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like their reverse sweep... Uh, against RNG in the in their finals was more of uh, RNG kind of not I don't want to say throw but kind of getting complacent and Uzi getting being that he's never been able to land a final. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, and then obviously SKT ga- games can be taken away from SKT, but if you think that SKT is gonna go four and zero in this group then it's not that hard to believe that Cloud9 might get second or third, you know? So, mm-hmm. obviously, we're hoping for second, but we'll see. Yeah. I I think Cloud9 has a shot. I think they're... And I also think that this group is good for Cloud9 because what better way to 
get better at playing in the world championship than playing against what is considered the number one team in world championship history. Yep. So, so, so if if SKT and Cloud Nine were the two, and they essentially were the like in a very unrealistic setting, they were able to go all the way up the ladder because Cloud Nine and SKT started in the same group. That means that they wouldn't face each other until the finals. So that is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. But we'll see. Um. <clears throat> going on to uh, Group B, um, mm-hmm. your boys. Uh, against uh, Immortal Fanatic with the Longju and Gigabyte Marines, how you feel about that? Um, so I I expect Immortals to crush Fanatic. Really? When, whenever they play them, I okay. expect Immortals to crush Fanatic. Um, Gigabyte Marines, I don't feel like is really that big of an issue, but they did surprise us during MSI a little bit. So they are a contender. Um, I think that Longju Gaming is in- incredibly strong, and they're coming out. They're coming to the tournament as number one seat from Korea. Ah, yeah, I am that. Uh, that's right. Um, so I'm. I think that Immortals Group is very hard, but I do think that they could pull off a number two seat. Yes. I I I don't think you give the best of ones. Very much credence. I I do think Longview Gaming is going to drop games in this. In this do you thing. think so? I do. I don't. I don't think. I think they're good at beating SKT. Um, best threes. And best. Not. Yeah, but they have one style, and that style can be punished. And if you're a team like Immortals, who is able to sit down and kind of and think adapt. and think of a strategy. And the other thing is, think about uh, Gigabyte Marines, who love that playstyle. They want to be in your face. They want to fight you. Like, I would not be surprised if Longju dropped a game to any of these teams, Immortals, Fnatic, or Gigabyte Marines, just because the nature of the way Longju likes to play. Granted, they are technically the best team in the world, but everyone's still saying that SKT is going to win it because you can't. Best count team out. in Korea, not the world yet. Well, you would think that Korea is the best in the world, and then they beat the best yes. team in the world. Yes. You know what I'm saying. But they beat the best team in the world 2016. Not best team in the world 2017. There is no best team in the world 2017. We're in 2017 now. That's what this championship is about. Uh, Cloud9's there. So, so obviously. (laughs) Obviously, Uh, Immortals got this. Dude, you gotta have faith, bro. Uh, Cool. So then, uh, next group, Group C. Uh, How do you feel about... um, Fender Bachi matching up with uh, Samsung Royal Never Give Up and G2. Um, I am interested. I like. I'm interested in the outcome of this group, but ultimately, I'm thinking that the the top two contenders for this group are going to be Royal Never Give Up and Samsung. Yeah. Even though too. I'd rather it be Samsung and G2. Well, I don't want G2 to win. You don't want G2 to win. I do not. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh... I'm against G2, but G2. Uh, uh, even You're though anti G2 since yeah. when, man? Uh, I don't. I don't know. They they really uh, haven't sat well with me uh, past basically this past uh, split. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think they have what it takes to beat 
uh, Royal Never Give Up or Samsung. Um, I even think that 1907 Fenderbahce can beat them. And I think so because it is a best of one format. I know I'm like killing a dead horse here. But um, I swear, a G2 is terrible in the best of ones. They cannot do well. They need uh, multiple games in order to adapt to their opponent. And with a team like 1907 Fenderbahce, if Fenderbahce comes out and plays their game, G2 will lose. If Samsung comes out and plays their game, which I'm pretty sure they're going to, Sam, uh, G2 will lose. Um, so that's that's and all I'm saying. Will never give up. Just has Uzi. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that's their big thing. Like we have Uzi. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, guy who can play Ezreal at any level. Yeah, man. He's. <laughs> I mean, you can't count him out. Plus, the best of ones, man. I'm telling you, it's it's um, a key factor. So I'll, I'll ask you, Mike. Remind me to ask you a question after we talk about Group D. Oh, you can ask me now. Go ahead. Okay. Wait, what? how many times do you think we are going to see Jungle Ezreal during this? Um, it de- I want to say at least two or three. <clears throat> we already know that the Chinese teams love to play it because it is a damage-focused team comp it, that they read. Damage-focused, early snowball yes. play style. And that is, what, that is what China lives for. They do not like scaling comps. Unless you're on a team, they don't like long games. Is what they don't like, right? Unless you have the best eighty carry and you put them on a carry that once you hit six items, they just win you the game. Um, But yeah, generally they don't. Um, I think that they will play every single time, uh, every time that they feel like they can, which is fine. Uh, Jungle Easy is a lot of fun to watch. We saw uh, We flounder with it pretty much. Yeah. Um, Not do so well. Same with Cloud Nine. Not really playing it to its full effect, but they're playing they, against I such mean, it's worse. I mean, it's a pretty new thing. And, True. And Jungle Easy was something that kind of... So, you know who Night Blue 3 is, right? <laughs> yes, I know who Night Blue That's where Jungle Ezreal started. Literally. Did it, did it actually start with him? Because yeah. I, I saw it being played in Korea... Um, when his Q when his Q buffs came in, um, so he literally, as the PVE was up, he took Ezreal because while the PVE was up, the new Galaxy skins came out, right? So the the buffer Ezreal was up, and Ezreal got a new skin around that same time. So he took Ezreal into the jungle. And he was like, huh, I wonder how this is going to work. And he, like, dominated the match. Granted, it's on the PvE, but you could see a lot of, like, the strengths in it. Mm-hmm. Even, like, just as far as the jungle clear and everything. So, for, like, right after that is when it was like, oh, like, uh, the dive started talking about jungle Ezreal. Uh, you have Trinity Force talking about jungle Ezreal. Korea starts playing jungle Ezreal. Like, all this stuff happened right after he did that. So I'm I'm convinced that like what made Jungle Ezreal big was Night Blue Three. I don't know. Okay, so I, I'm very <laughs> I'm gonna walk on uh, unknown waters here. <laughs> I'm going to say that I don't believe it was Night Blue. I believe it was someone else in Korea. Uh, but I will take your word that you, when you saw it, and then it seems like that. But yeah. It does, until it until I get confirmation. Like from a caster or anyone else um because like i mean it's not it's not uncommon that that things like that happen 
not from Korea, right? Because the Ziggs, yeah. Ziggs 80 carry started. Um, yeah, Ziggs, Ziggs 80 carry started from Shifter, you know, who isn't even yeah. playing anymore. So, um, well, playing perfect professionally. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it's a super good. Uh, a lot of people do not understand the concept. Like, I see it all the time in solo queue. They still go tier Ezreal, and you cannot do that. It is not for late no, game. No, 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 no. You have to go early. Okay. So the the most ingenious and awesome build that I've seen for jungle Ezreal is you go warrior, but then you go uh, you go like things that give him strength, but also give him a lot of on hit for his Q. So you do the the highest win rate that I've seen is when you go uh, Ezreal. Warrior, Static Shiv, Dusk Blade of Drakthar, um, and then you you go like I want to say you do uh, either Bloodthirster or uh, or Blade the Rune King for that on hit, and then you kind of go uh, it's like a choice of Trinity Force or um, or Iceborne just for the mana sustain, but it hits like a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, you also it's just, get a last whisper item in there, right? But I mean, it's yeah. just so strong because you get red buff that gets you level two. Now you have a gap closer and an auto attack, basically for the red buff with your Q mm -hmm. and your E. Both of those yep. can proc your red buff to slow them to burn them. It's such a strong early game champion. Yeah, uh, which is and kind of funny because it's the opposite of the bot lane. Yeah. So, but I, I I do think we'll see it at least from the Chinese teams or even the Korea teams, uh, Korean teams. Um, I maybe even Gigabyte Marines. I don't I don't know. I don't know how cheesy they want to be. But um, I didn't. The two games that I I watched, I didn't actually care for the easy jungle. I thought it could have been done way better, but that was just me. But uh, we got to get going. So let's go yeah. to the let's go to Group D, group. the Dream Group, da, da, featuring da, 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 PSM. Flash Wolves, Team WE, and Misfits Gaming. Mm -hmm. So now with WE being uh, solidified in this group, how do you think this one plays out? Do you still think TSM takes top, or do you think WE takes top? Um, it's For me, it's a toss-up. It really is. I think WE is a great team. Um, they didn't really look at so much in the best of ones part of the group stage for, for play-ins, mm -hmm. right? Which is why I think that TSM might be able to beat them. But then again, TSM doesn't have a great record for best of ones either. Right. So if we're taking a play-in stage, obviously, if we're take, I'm going to take in the play-in stage. Um, I think WE is solidified as this, uh, they're getting out of this group, right? They have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... If Misfits or Flash Wolves take it over WE or TSM, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be like, man, TSM might need a new roster if, if this keeps happening like this. <laughs> oh, they're going to need a new everything. If if they don't get out of groups again, this the there's something wrong. So, um, mm. I think TSM actually will uh, get in first in this one. Um, I think because of what we saw with WE, I think they're exploitable. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, who is it? Lion Gaming and Young Generation both showed that there's weaknesses in this lineup, and with a team like TSM who understands how to take advantage of those 
and knows the macro of things, they won't uh-huh. they won't make the same mistake mistakes as Lion Gaming, and they will be able to solidify against these teams. So, yeah. um, I I do honestly think I know you shouldn't say it, but I think TSM should be the first one out of this group, and I think WU will be the second. It, it, that could be inter inter switchable depending on how TSM's looking at uh, best of one. So. That being said, no partying, double lift. I'm watching you. Can't. He doesn't know anyone in China. Boo-boo! He'll, it, like, China's very sociable. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> like, what, what city is uh, the group stage taking place in? Uh, group stage is... Yeah. Um, is the... Oh. Wu- Wuhan? Wuhan, China? Wuhan? Yeah. I, I don't know where that is, so... I'm bad with geology and ge- in gen or geography in general. Sounds like so. geology, huh? <laughs> geology. I'm bad with geology, you know. Because uh, yeah, so it's it's basically the same the same place that um, the playing stages were. Uh-huh. Uh, Wuhan, China. Uh, group stage is going to be in the same place. Then quarterfinals is, is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to push this so bad. Uh, Guangzhou. Guang- Guangzhou. China, mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh, Shanghai is going to be the finals, uh, semifinals, and finals. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, uh, I said that wrong. Shanghai semifinals, Beijing finals. Okay, that I was going to say Beijing is like the city in China, so I so, expect so, something well, to so happen. So is there. Shanghai. Jeez, Shanghai is dope, no doubt, but Beijing is like the city in China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And everyone needs to go out and uh, buy their ash skin, at least just buy the skin. Um, <laughs> championship ash is out, and it goes towards the prize pool. The minimum that the prize pool is going to be this year is uh, $2.25 million, which sounds like a lot, but if you really think about it, it's not that much compared to, like, I don't know, Dota 2, which is a shitty game, but people still play mm-hmm. it, and their prize pool is fucking huge. So, fucking go out there, buy Championship Ash. It's a nice skin. It looks very nice. It supports the teams. It supports the prize pools. And you know what? Go out there and buy your icon. Because you can fl- you can just fucking spam that on people. And it looks so fucking good when you kill someone and you flash the Cloud9 emblem. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I, I, need a- to, I need to jump into a game just to flash my Immortals emblem. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, Jared just bought the Cloud9 one too, so... Boom, baby! Why, why would he do that? Why would he buy Cloud9? I don't know. I why thought he would he buy TSM or something. Like I that. thought he was going to buy TSM, but I just like, just one game, he was like, hey, do you notice something different? And I was like, no. And he's like, watch this. And he kills somebody and he flashed it. And I was like, why Cloud9, baby? Uh, it was so good. So good. He's like, yeah, I'm on the hype train. Like, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's cool. go. Cool beans, man. Um, Do you have anything else yeah. about Worlds? Obviously, like, it's about a week away, so um, we have... Yeah, we'll have more to talk about, obviously, when we see the first round. Absolutely. Um, uh, I guess we should say... I, I guess oh. we should say the, the dates, huh? Sure. So the first, first week of uh, group stage is going to be October 5th through the 8th, and the second... Uh, week is going to be October 12th through the 15th. Uh, these are going to be in China, obviously. So uh, we live in Arizona. 
uh, of this podcast. So the very first game is going to be at, um, well, the very first day is going to be uh, half an hour later than normal. It's going to start at 12 a.m., but that's the opening ceremony. And it should go until about about the uh, five, about five, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, so think, just think of like, you know, six, seven hours, <clears throat> midnight, midnight to yeah, six or seven. So, uh, depending on games, uh, how long they go, how, uh, how many pauses and stuff. So, um, just a heads up. I'm actually in a perfect position where I can watch all these, which is really good. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to be watching these because I'm a motherfucking foul. Um, yeah. Right. And the, uh, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll just do, uh, so the first, the first games are, uh, Thursday, October fifth. You have uh, Real Never Never Give Up versus uh, 1907 Fenerbahce. G2 Esports versus Samsung. Longju Gaming versus Immortals. Fnatic versus Gigabyte Marines. SKT T1 versus Cloud9. And then EDG versus AHQ. Uh, that'll be the first day, and then they basically play every single team um, the rest of the days. Each group plays uh, their other team respectively each day. And then the following week will be the second round that they play each team. So, Coolio, I love Worlds. Oh, also, Worlds Pick'em is out. Uh, pick your teams. Um, if you get every single thing correct, you... You will get a free skin. You will get all of them. What? You'll, you'll, all the skins? All the le- all the ultimate skins. The Lux. Oh, ultimate skins. Lux, Udir, Easy, and what's the last one? Sona. So no, thank you. I own all yeah. of them, so whatever. You're like I don't care. Yeah. Hey, you could do it for me, man, and like because no, I would like No, because it, no, it goes directly to your account that you sign up yeah. with. I know. Sorry, I'll man. I'll have to do it. You know I'll what? Have to do it. I'll have two skins. Can if I win, I want Riot to make me my own chromos for all three of them, all four of them. <laughs> Even though, um, even though Elements of List Lux is basically a chroma in itself. All right. So while Brennan talks about, uh, he, he continues to talk on and on, hyping up worlds. I will say that our next recording, we will probably be talking about the latest patch that just came out this past Wednesday. We'll also be talking about Runes Reforged, which is uh, a web page that. Uh, that Riot put out so that we could play with the new runes in Mastery, or the new rune system that is going to be releasing the next patch. The next patch that comes out is going to have the new runes in it. So be ready, everyone, and uh, figure out what you want to do. Yeah, that's also three weeks away because they're in a three-week patch cycle. So That is true. Um, yeah, so get your games in now <laughs> and try to get to gold or silver or bronze or platinum or diamond or master before mm-hmm. this happens because a lot of shit's changing and yeah so cool beans that'll be it for this episode this was episode 23 of the twisted trio podcast if you like us like us on facebook go to, to our facebook page twisted trio uh, podcast on facebook like share comment subscribe i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh come talk to us whatever if you like to tweet, I've been on the Twitter a little bit lately. Um, that we are at Twisted Trio Pod. Send us anything you like, questions, comments, concerns, and anything you can't fit into a tweet. Go ahead and email us at mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. <clears throat> and anything else, 
uh, we'll pick it up next time. So I'm your host, yeah. Renan Kaminaihawk Weber, here with Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace, peace. Bye bye. Never on the streets, though.